Hello everyone and happy Thursday. Welcome to episode eight of season three on Wife Me Up. I'm your host, Megan Faulkner, and I want to welcome you to our four-part series celebrating Christmas. There are just four Thursdays until Christmas. That includes today, and I'm so excited to go on a journey with you as we investigate four words in the next few weeks that will lead us to a really cool understanding of what exactly hope, peace, joy, and love are. We talk a lot about hope on Wife Me Up, so today we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into that word and talk about how we can experience that in our daily life, even when everything around us seems kind of hopeless. I want to thank those of you who have stuck around this long. We are one year old this month, and that kind of feels a little dreamy and a little strange. We have over 5,000 listeners in this community, and it's really wild what's happening and how it's happening, and that people, all sorts of people, are coming together here in this space and leaving encouraged and hopefully strengthened. So just a simple thank you for one of the wildest years of my life that I wouldn't change for the entire world. I am so grateful and I want you to know that. If you're listening right now, you are the reason that this is even a thing and continues to be. I'm just so thankful. Thank you also for all of your ratings, your reviews, your likes, your subscribes, your shares. That's how this community grew to 5,000 listeners and I couldn't be more astonished at what happened this year. You are the very best. Hey, before we get started, remember, Wife Me Up is for the single person who wants to feel like they're part of the club. It's for the married person who has anyone single in their life. It's for the dating, the engaged, the enraged, and everyone in between. My hope is that this show will provide a little humor, a lot of fun ideas, and ways that we can all be a little more connected to each other's stories. To not isolate or assume, but to engage and ask, to tell stories, to share ideas, and to as often as possible, create things for others to enjoy because what actually is life if it's not shared? Let's deep dive into some hope today. My family was going through a really difficult and kind of scary time. And my dad was at an event one night where he said, where's the hope in this, this situation that we were in to someone who is there in leadership to help? And the person replied, well, there's not much. My dad left and I'm not sure what he was feeling because he never really shared that with us, but I can imagine the defeat, the maybe even some anger, the frustration, and ultimately probably sadness. When we were trying to make a plan as a family going forward, my dad gave us this really incredible charge that I will never forget as long as I live. He said, we will be the people of hope here. We will share it. If no one else will, we will find the hope and we will give it out. And after that conversation, I feel like God was leading me not just down a path with my family in that specific situation, but in everything. I'm a person of hope. I do have hope. And why wasn't I sharing that hope? There have been times in my life where I felt hopeless. Of course, there have. Have there been times I've forgotten my calling to be a person of hope? Absolutely. Sure but I can still choose to be someone of hope. And so can you. We just have to look in the right place to find it. Friends, I'm going to be a bit bolder in this series than I've historically been here, but I have to tell you the whole entire truth. True hope comes from one place and one place alone. Check this out. Romans 5.5 in the ancient literature that I talk about in love. It says, this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. 
this hope will not disappoint us. So it recognizes that there are little H hopes that do disappoint us in the world. There is a hope that disappoints us and it's a hope that runs out, a hope that gives up, a hope that lasts for just a glimmer and then we don't see it anymore. And then there's an eternal hope, a hope whose name we can call upon over and over and over again to be renewed on. So what is something that you're hoping for right now? Maybe you're hoping for healing or a cure. Maybe you're hoping hoping for uh, opening a business or getting to see people you love or for a job that feels a little out of reach right now. Maybe you're hoping for some freedom, some financial security or a relationship to be restored. Maybe you're hoping for better results or a bigger outcome or maybe for your children, your spouse, your family or yourself. Maybe you're hoping for something that you're just not sure is ever going to come. It's natural for our hopes to turn into the things we want to take place in our life right now. This year in particular, there are all kinds of things that I'd hoped would be different by now, but they just aren't. And I'm wondering if you're there too. The idea of hope in this kind of biblical context, though, my favorite piece of literature is a little bit different than where our minds tend to drift at the word hope. This kind of hope isn't hoping for better circumstances. It's waiting for God himself to show up right in the middle of all of that stuff. It's the tension of living through crap while holding on to the expectation that God can somehow come into the middle of it. Biblical hope doesn't mean we gloss over what's wrong. As a matter of fact, and I love this, real hope insists that we recognize that the odds say we probably shouldn't have much hope at all. But God, when he shows up on scene, there is absolutely no telling. I read this awesome article when I was setting hope and I want to read you this quote from it. It says, The hope that Jesus brings doesn't require us to see any light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't require us to imagine a real situation where things could possibly improve. The kind of hope we celebrate in this season is about the arrival of Jesus into the world and how he can arrive into any circumstance in our life as well. It's waiting for the plans of God to go down through him. How reassuring is that? Hope is not saying this circumstance doesn't exist. Hope says, I'm waiting for God to show up in it, and I know that he can, so I'm asking that he will. If our hope really is in better circumstances, then we will forever be in search of it. And we could even miss God right in the middle of our life. We end up feeling let down, being bitter, and maybe even believing that God doesn't care. I have certainly been in that situation. So what if just this month, as we navigate these next four weeks, these next four words together, we're willing to consider a shift, a hope that while telling God we'd love a new circumstance, puts our focus back on him? What if our hope was fully pinned on the arrival of Jesus? Is your heart filled with hope? Do you have a confident expectation of your tomorrow? What happens when the road ahead is filled with loss and stress weighs your shoulders down? When confident expectation for tomorrow dwindles, what can you do? How can you walk in hope when you feel hopeless inside? In today's world of immediacy, we can hardly wait weeks or even days for something, let alone generations or centuries. But the story of God's people shows us that waiting in hope isn't a sit back and do nothing kind of waiting. This season of hope shows us that hope is active. It is always listening to God, always learning from God, and always walking with God. 
J.Y. Kim is the writer of a book called Hope and Expectant Leap. And he says, this is what real hope, real true hope looks like. Don't miss this. It doesn't ignore fear, anxiety, and doubt. It confronts them. It holds steady, clinging to the peace in the midst of the chaos. Through life's many treacherous storms, hope is buoyed by something greater that has happened and something greater that's going to happen again. Believe in the hope, friends, that something greater has already happened and something greater is going to happen again. I'm believing that for your situation or your circumstance too. I love this. Don't ignore the fear, the anxiety, or the doubt. Confront them with a ferocious hope. Greater things are yet to come. Let's be the people who actually believe that. And welcome to Megan Recommends, just a little place where we share things that are making our world brighter and better in hopes that they will make your world brighter and better too. Today, I have a book recommendation for you, a book that I read when I was in a really, really deep pit, dark place that brought me a ton of hope. And actually, the book is called Hope in the Dark, and it is by Craig Groeschel, G-R-O-E-S-C-H-E-L, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, And it is believing that God is good when the world around you is not. And it is just an awesome, um, an awesome encouragement. So if you're looking for some encouragement, if you're looking for some hope, you can check out Hope in the Dark by Craig Groeschel, believing that God is good when life is not. I would love to hear your feedback on this book. (laughs) 